From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is welcome to the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. So I was I was brainstorming t-shirt ideas because that's something I like to do. And so let, let me let me know you think of this one. All right, it's a Homebrew Bound shirt. So it has uh, like the Homebrew Bound logo yep. on, on the chest. And then on the back it says uh, best beer show on the internet. And then just dash your mom. <laughs> <laughs> or just dash mom something I, like that. I actually like that a lot. I, I think I think it's great. Thumbs up but, from me. Yeah, so uh what uh what beer stuff have you been up to lately? Nothing except consumption. Yeah? Yeah, well, What I kind mean, of consumption? Well, like, I've been drinking the homebrew that we made. Mhm. Which uh, so good. It is. You know, it's super drinkable. I ended up uh, bargaining a ride home from work the other day uh, in exchange for two of the homebrews. So oh, nice. I'm going to get some feedback from someone who's like not a homebrew drinker. He's not a homebrewer. He enjoys deep, dark stouts. Okay. And we're just going to see what he thinks. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be able to have that for you next episode. Very cool. Uh, otherwise, yeah, not too much. You forgot the most important thing we that we did. We hit up Rush River Taproom. We room. did. Rush River Taproom. Uh, it's a local uh, brewery here in River Falls. They have some pretty wide uh, distribution. They um, do. They hit the cities hard. Yeah, well, and they're they're all across uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. I don't know if they make it into like the surrounding states yet, <laughs> but they've been focusing on their distribution for a while, uh, at least for the past five years. I, yeah. I'm not really sure how old the brewery is, but it's pretty old now. I, I think... Seven Six, eight? seven, eight years? Yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, they finally opened up a tap room this past weekend. We checked it out on Saturday. It's right in the middle of the brewery, so you know you get to look at all the stainless while you're hanging out and having a few beers. They have like 15 different uh, things on tap, which was really cool because their their main lineup hasn't changed a whole lot. They had a cider, which was just beautiful. Oh, that was the so good. The cider was awesome. They had all these different infusions, and it was a lot of fun. 2004, they're 11. Wow, they're 11. Uh, Took them 11 two, years to open up a tap room. I think it was um, 2007 that they came to town. Oh, okay, that's right. So, seven years here, uh, 11 years old overall. Yeah, and then the city built them their brewery. Well, the building at yep, least. Yep, we found that out to bring them. Saturday. I, I think I heard that during a tour at one point. but I, I don't know if I ever heard that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. Uh, we had one listener email this week. Uh, he ba- he was basically asking for uh, tips for beer fests. Okay. Um, I think I I think really the only thing I said was get a good base in and bring a pretzel necklace. And then remember, marathon, not a sprint. Yes. Though after three or four beers, you forget about that part, or you stop caring. Yes, <clears throat> one of the two or both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rush River was fantastic. They came out with their new pale ale, delicious. The yeah, the scenic. Yeah, the scenic is very, very good. I bought a growler of it, drank about half of it that night, and then I'm not really sure. I think it's still in the fridge. Maybe I don't. I don't <laughs> drink that was a half. weird night, man. <laughs> no, I, I I told the guys and said if you were missing anything, a pale, a strong pale ale is probably it. Yeah. Well, I understand their reasoning for not launching yeah. with one no, because. I mean, they, Summit had it in the bag in this area, at least. So. Yeah, so get yourself established, come out with it, 
when you have the time to do it right. Yeah, 11 years after opening. Seven years after being here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight. It's 2015. Yeah. Se- 2007 is when they came to town. Yeah. I've been saying seven years. No, I've yeah. been saying 11 years since they opened, so. Yeah. All right, whatever. Oh, yeah, so happy birthday, Casey. Yay, it's my birthday. <laughs> Yesterday. Yesterday was my birthday. Right I, I took I took uh, today off of work to uh, drink some beer and just kind of enjoy the weather. Speaking of, what are you drinking? Uh, right now we have uh, Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer from 21st Amendment out in uh, San Francisco, California. Uh, I've been to their, uh, their brew pub, okay. which is right in the heart of downtown San Francisco. And I loved it. Uh, their food, the food was great. The beer was awesome. Uh, and yeah, I I really like this beer. I look forward to it every summer. Uh, I I occasionally brew my own watermelon wheat. Uh, and I mean, it's close to this, but I don't know. They're both they're they're a little different. And so I, I really like this beer. It's refreshing. It's slightly sweet, so it's a good uh, you know just refreshing summer beer. Yeah, I think I would have to be outside in the hot sun to like this more. I don't dislike it by mm-hmm. any means. It's just not quite my thing. Watermelon never really was. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's better than the f- better to me than the first time I had it, which was like five or six years ago okay. or something. Uh, I think it had more watermelon flavor back then, and it just didn't jive with me. And the there, I I love the artwork that these people do. Oh, always. And just always. the the American theme, like. Yeah, like the Brew Free or Die IPA and the Bitter American Session IPA and their naming scheme. Just oh, it's, it's fun. It's they they just have fun beers. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. So, thumbs up. Yeah, uh, if you if you see it, pick it up, try it. So, I told you what we were going to be talking about today. Yes, let's dive into that. Bubbles. I love bubbles. Bubbles. Need I say more? <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's okay. talk more about bubbles. So foam. What is foam? Beer foam. Uh, can I take a guess? Go for it. <laughs> it's the stuff on top of the good stuff. Way to be about <laughs> as nondescript <laughs> as you could possibly. Okay. Be. No. Uh. So the foam is, I guess, the CO two creating airy beer. I don't know. I don't know. What is foam? I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's it's the thing that fills up most of my glass when my keg lines aren't balanced. <laughs> <laughs> none of what you're saying is wrong. Just none of it's also very right. I know. Okay, so firm foams are the dispersion of a relatively large amount of gas in a relatively small amount of liquid. Okay. Uh, they can be thought of as an agglomeration of gas bubbles separated by one another by a thin film. Interesting. Yeah. So that would be like the easiest way to describe a foam, no matter what the source. Okay. And so obviously from here on out, we're going to be talking about uh, foam in reference to being in your beer. Okay. Clearly, right? Uh, So what are the two ways in which a foam bubble can be formed? Uh, Do you have any idea? Agitation? Nope. Uh, well, eh, agitation would be a way in one of them is formed. Isn't that what you asked? No, well, I'll, here, I'll just give it to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, condensation, uh, foam gas phase is, 
is initially present within the liquid phase mm-hmm. and then dispersing. Gas originally exists in the bulk of the surroundings around the liquid phase. Okay. Uh, so it's like uh, a bubble that came from within the liquid and then a bubble that formed on top of the liquid that wasn't in there before. There's a lot of science in this episode. Yes, yep. So I have a lot of it. I'm going to gloss over all the really technical, boring stuff. And That's fine. I'll just keep poke, poking fun at the <laughs> stuff I don't understand. Absolutely. That's what people love me for, right? Yes. Okay, so so from which is beer foam formed? Which of those two, condensation or dispersion? Dispersion. Wrong. Condensation. That's yes. what I said. That's what I meant. <laughs> because it comes from within the beer because the CO2 is dissolved. Okay. Yep. Uh, so this is a, a little kind of intro into the next part here. When a beer bottle is opened or a tap handle pulled, the pressure within the sealed system is reduced to atmospheric pressure and the amount of CO2 is no longer in equilibrium and it becomes a supersaturated solution. The CO2 then forms a dispersed gas phase and rushes out of the dis- rushes out of solution. This is what forms the head of a great tasting homebrew. Cool. Yeah. So does that make sense? Basically, yeah. like you you lower the pressure, the carbon dioxide comes out. Yep. That was just a very fantastic poetic way of saying that. And it makes the fun sound. It does. And then there's that little wisp of CO2 coming out. Oh, I love it. Uh, So, what are the four steps in the life of beer foam? In the life of beer foam. Okay. Uh, Too much, just right, not quite enough, and then none. Wow. That is one heck of a Goldilocks approach right there. I suppose I can't tell you you're wrong. Uh, okay, so we have uh, four steps here. There's head formation, uh, beading, foam stabilization, and then the decay, which is uh, two simultaneous things, drainage and coarsening. Okay. And we'll talk about each real quick here. Uh, so what is one primary thing that a bubble needs before it can become a bubble? Gas. That is the... No, that's the bubble part. It just... Well, it, but it needs the get okay. Uh, it needs surface tension. No, it creates surface. I don't know. What does a bubble need? A nucleation site, a spot oh. from which it can be formed dirt. on dirt. Uh, you say that, but it can also be a chip in the glass. Yeah. And if under enough agitation, it can also be other CO2. Or if you go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, they have the little uh, buffalo laser etched in the bottom of the glass as a nucleation site. Yes. And if you look perfectly down, if it's really still, you can see the... The bubbles. The bubble tunnel. Yep. Uh, So, yes, a nucleation site. And you would... uh, Let's see. Did you know the characteristics of a nucleation site affect the type of bubble you get? I did not. It makes sense. And I have a horribly complicated formula that they actually use to describe the type of bubble you get from the type of nucleation site from which it's made. I vote we don't hear the formula. No, I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) But I'll I'll toss this out real quick. Uh, Some of the variables include uh, the radius of the initial bubble, the radius of the nucleation site, surface tension, density, and gravity. Okay. and, And it's fascinating to me as a math guy that someone actually bothered to figure this crap out. People figure out a lot of stuff. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I think it's from a lack of good beer that people sit and figure out why the bubbles exist. Math. 
Uh, okay, so what should you take away from the bubble formation? Uh, by looking at the f- uh, the formula, you you can figure out that smaller nucleation sites will make smaller bubbles. Okay. So that's just kind of do. So I mean, talking beer, uh, and we want. We I mean we in a lot of beers we want a good head. Yes, that's that's something we look for. Do we want the small tight bubbles or do we want the big lofty bubbles? Um, there's a, it's a little style dependent, but for the most part, smaller bubbles are going to lead to a longer lasting head. Okay, so we want we want a bunch of small bubbles. Smaller bubbles are better. Okay, and we'll get. We'll get into why that happens to be the case. Okay. Uh, so the next one is beating. What is beating? Can you do you have any sort of guess what beating is? No. Beating is when you see that stream of bubbles coming from the nucleations. Okay. So that's literally just the action of a whole bunch of bubbles being created at those spots and okay. then going up. Uh, after a beer has just been poured, there's a stream of bubbles being formed within the beer floating up to the top. Uh, what is the most important fact that defines the rate of bubble formation? The most important fact, I guess... Factor. Oh, factor. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, part of it would be the amount of nucleation sites. The more nucleation sites, the more bubbles you're going to have, correct? Yes and no. The Take amount it. of gas in solution? Yes. Okay. Yes. The amount of gas. So more highly carbonated beers, obviously, are going to give you more bubbles. That's why you get bigger heads on Belgian styles versus uh, like an ESB. Yeah, we heavy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, They have a a formula for this one, too. It's a lot simpler. It's actually just some stuff plus and minus together. Uh, But it includes the initial activity at the nucleation site, uh, the CO2 content, surface tension, and the density of the beer. Okay. Uh, let's see. What should you take away from the beating process? Higher CO2, higher surface tensure, tension, and lower density beer uh, favors initial bubble, f- bubble formation at a nucleation site within the beer. Okay. All right. And then the, the next step we have is foam stabilization. What are some of the main chemicals that aid in head retention? The chemicals? Yeah. Oh, man. I have no idea. I know that proteins are important. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Oh, okay. Proteins. So as bubbles float up to the top of the glass, proteins are actually attracted to the CO2, and they bind to the surface of the bubble, creating like a mild shield yeah. around the actual bubble. In this Bubble shield! Yes! Higher surface tension on the bubble! We're coining that, by the way. Bubble shield? Yeah. We're, we need to make some sort of like thing that we can add to beer, and we'll patent it and call it bubble shield. I agree. Uh, Let's see. What should you understand about foam stabilization? Higher protein content leads to more stable bubbles. Uh, So should we talk about how to add protein into our beers? That's at the end. Oh, okay. I I have a whole list of junk at the end that that will be a little bit more meat and potatoes, like the application to all this stuff I'm talking about. All right. All right. Uh, There is no equation that they had for that. Good. (laughs) Math is stupid. Right? Uh, Head decay. This is in... Two different categories. So, how, uh, first of all, how long before head decay begins? Depends on the beer. Well, I suppose it would, it would technically begin almost immediately after the formation. Thank you. Yes, about as soon as they're at the top of the glass, the bubbles begin to break down. Uh, so, this was in two categories. The first is bubble drainage. Do you have any idea what that might Im- er, be? 
That would be the bubbles popping and the beer going back into the glass? That's both of them together, actually. Uh, drainage is when the liquid from the actual film separating the bubbles is being affected by gravity and is pulled down towards the beer. Okay. Not without the pop, or excuse me, without the popping of the bubbles. So the so bubble doesn't pop. The bubble doesn't pop. The drainage is just the walls getting thinner because the beer is going back down. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Uh, and they have an equation for that. That one's longer and more complicated, and I won't get into it. So Google it. Yes. Uh, and the other one is foam coarsening. What do you imagine that might be? Uh, the bubble's getting rough. No. Yeah. No. No. No, this is where bubbles start combining. Oh, okay. So and this is to getting you, bigger bubbles. Yeah, this is when you're getting bigger bubbles and also it's where uh bubbles or gas from bubbles are seeping through the wall and it always goes from smaller to bigger. So a smaller bubble gets smaller, a bigger bubble gets bigger. Oh, okay. And so just between those and with the drainage uh, the life of a bubble is that it gets formed, it floats to the top, it gets bigger, and then it eventually reaches the top and pops. Poor bubbles. Poor bubbles. And that one is the longest formula. One, two, three, four. That's okay. We don't want Google that one too. Yeah. So I don't know why you would need these formulas for homebrewing. variables. No. Well, one of the one of the cool things about uh, formulas like this is that you can. By looking at them, you can say, "Well, if I increase this part, what you know, how does okay. that change the result? If I decrease this part, how does that change the result?" And that uh, it really starts to spell out for you the different ways you can affect it. In other words, like, "Well, if I have more protein, then my bubbles are going to be more stable, okay. and then the head will last longer," sort of thing. Makes sense. Uh, the takeaway from this is that viscous beers drain more slowly than less viscous beers, and have better foam stability. Warmth, higher gas dis, uh, diffusivity, higher gas solubility, and higher uh, liquid surface tension causes foam coarsening to happen faster. Cool. All right. So that's like the life of foam. Now, how does this apply to us? How does it apply to us, Miles? Well, let's see. Uh, what would you do... To increase uh, the stability and longevity of the foam. Throw oats in. Throw oats in. Why? Uh, Because oats are going to give you those nice long chain proteins that you need for uh, more bubbles. Pretty much. Uh, So I actually have quite a list here. Uh, You can use carapils and maltodextrin uh, because they will do... The same thing. The same thing. Yep. Ooh, sorry. My goodness, Casey. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was my bad. You can use kiln malts to ensure lower proteolytic activity and ensure the presence of melanoidins, which again are some more of those longer chain proteins. Uh, Long hard boils uh, for the presence of isohumulones. I forget exactly how those apply, but... They're important. They are important. Because Miles said so. I did. Uh, The use of wheat malt, flaked wheat, and flaked barley will increase that protein complex. Uh, content okay over sparging do not do that because that will start to that drain will some start of to kill your head yeah yep that starts to take out these uh, stability chemicals I fermented a lower range yep. uh, to minimize the production of higher alcohols because 
higher alcohols, decrease surface tension. Uh, make sure that your glasses are not soapy. That too. Uh, because that, uh, like the, the any detergents, will destroy your will destroy your head. So if you're, uh, I highly recommend hand washing uh, your beer glasses uh, after like you throw them in the dishwasher by all means, um, and then either do a nice rinse cycle on them, or uh, do like uh, before you pour a beer, just do a quick rinse of the glass. Yep, um, and that will just make sure that any leftover detergent molecules will be gone. Gone. Uh, obviously, you want to get the right carbonation levels. Uh, too high or too low can mess things up. And I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, but you can carbonate with a CO2 and nitrogen mixture. Uh, yeah, beer gas. Higher nitrogen. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. the nit- I mean that's that. I mean that's beer gas. Okay. Is is uh, is is the CO2 nitrogen mixture, and that um, that's kind of like uh, putting stuff on nitro. Like pushing it with nitro. Okay. Um, and that's where you're gonna get those fun cascading effects. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, I guess I didn't know that. Oh. I thought it was pure nitrogen or pure CO2. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no. It's 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 a mixture. Uh, you can actually get it uh, at places. Uh, it's it's specifically called beer gas. News to me. Yeah. See, you learn something new every day. Yeah, true. Uh, and no, yeah, I've, I've I've thought about putting a beer gas tap on, but I'd have to get a bigger kegerator because I don't think I well or just have one nitro line at all times. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> what, what is it that hard to exchange one for the other? Uh, no, just just the way mine is set up, I'd have to have a. Oh, gotcha. And you'd you'd probably want a stout faucet for to like a nitro faucet. Yes. So you can do the cap on and. Yes. Like they have a different faucet shape as well. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. They actually they're like tall and slender. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, well, if you look at any Guinness tap, you'll see one. Pretty much. Uh but yeah, the the nitrogen aids in foam stability because it lowers the diffusivity, etc. Yeah, and there are different densities of gases and stuff like that. Yep. Um so if people are actually interested, I do have all of these formulas and what all of the variables mean so that uh, we can send them and to you. I will and try to available. put them on Facebook because I totally forgot last week. I'm sorry, Miles. That I'll survive. Yeah, just email them to me. Uh, is that it? Yeah. That. All right. I mean, there's not much more to say about beer. Yeah, foam. well, I mean, if you guys have any uh, foam questions, comments, what have you, that we didn't cover today, uh, go ahead and let us know. Otherwise, uh, thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll definitely catch you guys again next week. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, you can go ahead and shoot those to feedback at theblindnidastudios.com. Uh, or you can follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash blindnidastudios, or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. If you want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnidastudios. Uh, and uh, it's like a recurring tip jar. Even just a buck a month uh, really helps us out. Plus, you get access to an exclusive podcast that we do over there where we uh, travel to different places in the area and just talk in the car. It's kind of fun. Uh, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to blindestudios.com and click on our Amazon link above on the homepage. Your regular Amazon shopping, and we get a bit of a cut. So I think that about wraps it up. I think so. Uh, so I'll see you guys next week. Bye.